Hey friend, I'm Mike McCurry and you're listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast and I'm so very thankful that you are. I'm amazed, astounded by the incredible listening audience that God's given this program. It's been around since 1957, 1958, and it's only grown in the listener base and the amount of radio stations carrying the program to all of the radio stations carrying Bible Tract Echoes. Thank you so much. But to each and every one of you individuals that listen, I want to say how much I appreciate how grateful I am to you. I'm going to ask you to grab your Bibles. Turn to the book of Mark. The book of Mark chapter number 2 is where we will be today. The book of Mark chapter number 2, before we dive in there, we're going to talk about some gospel tracts on the program today. Maybe we'll save those for the very end of the program, if you'll allow me. We talked yesterday, had a wonderful time on the program, talking to a lady named, named Miss Belinda and how God has used her to begin using gospel tracts in a more effective, a more efficient manner. And I'm excited for you to use gospel tracts if you don't already. Grab your Bibles, go to the book of Mark chapter number 2. Have you found your place there? Book of Mark chapter number 2 and verse number 13. The Bible says this, And he, we're talking about Jesus, And he went forth again by the seaside, and all the multitude resorted unto him, and he taught them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the receipt of custom, and said unto him, Follow me. And he, Levi, made the wise decision, and he arose and followed him. And it came to pass that as Jesus sat at meat in his house, many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, They that are whole need have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The question today and my theme for our discussion from the Bible is this, who needs Jesus? Who needs Jesus? Well, of course, Jesus answers the question for us here, but I want you to think about this and by way of illustration, I want you to think of how out of place a doctor looks when he's not in a hospital. There are times when we're very happy to have a doctor nearby. If you've ever been on an airplane when there's been a medical emergency and the, and the flight attendants come over and say, do we have a doctor on board? And there's a sigh of relief when someone says, yes, I'm a doctor. But if you saw a doctor get on an airplane with his white coat and scrubs and all those things, and apparently there was no need for a doctor, you'd think, well, what exactly? You'd almost be concerned. You'd wonder, why is he here? I'm hoping we don't need a doctor today. But when you need the doctor, when you're sick, oh, friend, you're very happy to see the doctor, aren't you? The Bible and Jesus talks to these Pharisees, these scribes, these these people that were trying to trip him up. And he heard them talking to his disciples. They said to his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? What was so... Uh, much of an issue. What was so countercultural about what Jesus was doing? Well, you got to realize these publicans and, and, and uh, these publicans and sinners 
would never be allowed in the presence of these Pharisees. These folks, and it's almost it's amazing how we've made the term Pharisee a derogatory statement or a, a way of ascribing pompousness or a, a, a feeling of condescension uh, to somebody. But back in this day, to be a Pharisee was of the highest import. It was absolutely, you were looked up to. You were someone that people wanted to be. And these Pharisees, they wanted to see and be seen. And today, simply because of how these Pharisees acted, now we look at them in a negative light. But they ask, how is it that this Jesus, that this teacher, that this person, how is it that he eats with publicans and sinners? How can he lower himself so far to speak to them? And Jesus overhears it. Yeah, you may not be aware of this, friend, but Jesus is not only omnipotent, that means he's all-powerful, power, but he's omnipresent, he's everywhere, and because of that, or maybe in addition to that, he's omniscient. That means he knows everything. But these Pharisees, I wonder, let me think about this, have you ever been in high school or just a drama that can kind of come with grade school and middle school, and somebody says something, but they say it loud enough hoping that you might be able to hear it. I wonder if that's the attitude that these Pharisees had when they said, how is it, probably a little louder than they needed to, how is it that he eats with these publicans and sinners? Why can, is he so comfortable with these grimy, dirty, low-down people? Well, Jesus answers their question. He puts them in their place. When the Pharisees, verse number 16, when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? Verse 17, When Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He puts them in their place, doesn't he? And actually, later on in Scripture, he alludes to the fact that you could make the case these Pharisees were the sickest of them all because they were just full of dead man's bones. They were whited sepulchers. That means they were like a tomb that's been whitewashed, that's been made to look pristine, that's absolutely beautiful. It's an edifice, but on the inside, it's full of literally dead man's bones. Figuratively speaking, that's what the Pharisees were. There was nothing good about them. They made these rules so incredibly high that no one could follow them, and they thought it gave them a sense of righteousness. Can I tell you, friend, the only righteousness that you and I will ever find, the only peace you and I will ever find, is when we go to the good doctor, when we go to Christ Almighty, when we go to the Prince of Peace, wonderful counselor, the great physician. When we go to Almighty God, there is where we will find our peace, our righteousness. We don't find it in good works. The Bible talks in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 8 and 9 that the gift of God is not of works lest any man should boast. We can't get to heaven by being good people. We can only get there when we acknowledge our sin, when we acknowledge our problems. Let me point out to you, friend, that a man or woman that can't be honest, can't be helped. I'll say that again. A man or a woman that can't be honest, can't be helped. I ask you today, have you ever gotten serious? Have you ever gotten honest about your need of a savior? Maybe you're listening right now and you say, all right, Brother Micah, you're talking to me right now from this kitchen in a missions house in Lodi, California. That's where I am today and this week. I'll be talking to you probably all this week from this missions house and from this kitchen. 
You're talking to me here, and you're telling me that I'm sick. You're telling me that I have a problem. You're telling me I have a God-sized hole in my soul. And you know what, Brother Micah? You are right. I think I need Jesus. What do I do next? I'm so glad you asked. You've got to understand. We were talking a few nights ago in church, and I had the opportunity to kind of give the gospel from the pulpit. As I was talking, a lady raised her hand and indicated a need for a Savior. And here's what I told her and what I will tell you. If you are sick, if you're sin sick, if you're tired of running, maybe you've lived the life of a Pharisee, a false sense of righteousness, and you're tired of it all. You're ready to be done. You must understand that you are a sinner. I'm not saying you haven't done good things in your life, but you are a sinner. No one is perfect. You say, yeah, you're probably right. I, I've told a lie before, or I've done things wrong. I've disobeyed before. I'm not perfect. But what if my good outweighs my bad? Well, how many times do you have to rob a bank to be considered a bank robber? Just one time, right? How many times do you have to lie to be a liar? Just one time. How many times do you have to sin to be a sinner? Just one time. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, the Bible tells us. Because of that, we are sinners and there's a penalty for our sin. We are on our way to a place called hell. It doesn't bring me any pleasure to tell you that, but I must be honest with you. Because of our sin, because we are all sinners, that's where we must go. But thankfully, Jesus Christ paid the penalty for you and for me. But that's not where the good news stops. All we have to do is accept the free gift of salvation. For with the mouth confession is made, and with the heart we believe. I ask you, friend, would you like to accept Christ as your Savior today? Maybe you say, I need more time, or I have more questions. Well, I would would, would, would tell you to beware. Don't waste your time. We're not promised tomorrow. Life is but a vapor. But maybe you're listening and you say, I'm ready to make a decision right now. You can do so by praying a prayer like this. Now these words, there's nothing hocus pocus or mumbo jumbo, there's nothing extra special about these words unless you believe them in your heart. You could pray something like this. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know there's a penalty for my sin. And that means I'll have to spend eternity in hell. But I don't want that. I ask you, God, to forgive me of my sins. I accept the shed blood and the sacrifice of your Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross for me. I believe He died, was buried, and rose again the third day. And I accept Him as my Lord and Savior now. Please take me to heaven when I die. Amen. If you prayed a prayer like that, or you're one that says, I have more questions. Maybe, maybe you're not quite ready to make the decision, or maybe you don't know yet that you need Jesus. We're asking today, who needs Jesus? The answer is every single one of us. But if you're not quite ready for that decision, I'd love for you to reach out to me. You can text me at 309-316-7240. Let me tell you, if you made a decision, if you accepted Christ today, I don't care where you are or where you're from, I want to hear from you. I want to send you a free gift. I want to congratulate you. I want to welcome you to the family of God. I want you to text me. Pay real close attention to this number when I tell you again in just a moment. But if you're listening and you don't know Christ as Savior, but you have questions, maybe a comment, maybe you'd like some clarification, you text me as well. Text me at 3 
0913167240. Now friend, I had very good intentions of talking about our sample booklet today, but we didn't make it. I spent too much time on the gospel, for which I guess I won't apologize. But may I tell you, my good intentions didn't give me enough time to talk about the sample booklet. And your good intentions won't get you to heaven either. Let me encourage you. Join us tomorrow on the radio broadcast. I will make the time to talk about the sample booklet tomorrow. But will you make the time for Jesus right now? I'm going to ask you, please don't delay before it's too late. Have a great day for His glory. Join us tomorrow on the Bible Tract Echoes radio program. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.